Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to a seemingly endless problem with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women transform their negative body image and obsession with weight into body confidence so that they can show up fully in their life and their career. And hey, if you would like more support in reducing your cravings so you can maintain a healthy weight for good, then I invite you to schedule a complimentary call with me. On this call, I will share with you the exact blueprint you need to reduce your cravings for good. Now, there's no obligation on this call, but if you would like to continue working with me, I would be happy to show you what that would look like. I only open up a few of these calls each week, so if you would like support in reducing your cravings, then head on over to my show notes, follow my calendar link, and book a call. Okay, my friends, on to our topic for this episode. It is almost the new year and many people set new year's resolutions. And according to the Google, the top three new year's resolutions of 2022 were exercise more, eat healthier and lose weight. If you're like me, you have set countless new year's resolutions to do one of the above, eat healthier, exercise more or lose weight, or maybe all three. But how successful are New Year's resolutions? If I have always fallen off the wagon a month into my New Year's resolution, should I even set one this year? This is what we're going to explore in today. Sorry, in today's episode. I am also going to share what I suggest you set instead of a New Year's resolution to help you be consistent and successful with whatever you choose to work on this year. Okay, let's get to it. So every January, many people make a New Year's resolution. They set a goal to exercise more, eat healthier, lose weight, save money. But how attainable are New Year's resolutions? I know for me, I start out hard, I hit the ground running, and by the end of the month, I usually feel burnt out or I just want some ice cream or I just don't have the energy to run anymore. Once again, according to Google, by February, as many as 80% of New Year's resolutions will have been abandoned. Now, I want to state that there is nothing wrong with New Year's resolutions. The New Year is a great time to make a change, to start something new, to improve upon yourself. Secondly, the beginning of a new year invites us to imagine our future to see our improved selves. This idea of who we'd like to be can be exciting and motivating, at least for a little while. But if 80% of people who set New Year's resolutions have quit them, then I argue that maybe we are approaching New Year's resolutions all wrong. You see, many of us, including me and my past, set impossible to achieve and maintain goals. We jump into the deep end and are all in to achieve the impossible goal. So what if instead of setting impossible to achieve goals and watching them fail once we are burnt out each year, we try to better understand the mindset behind our goals? When I took a look back on previous failed resolutions from past years, I noticed that they had some commonalities that contributed to my falling off and not sticking to them. They, 
they had the all or nothing mentality. They were overly ambitious. <laughs> um, they emphasize the goals, like achieving the goal versus building a habit. And there was a lack of connection to my day-to-day reality of like what my life was like and what could fit in. So let's take a look at each of these one by one to better understand how they prevent us from achieving our goals. So let's look at the all or nothing mentality. New Year's resolutions tend to encourage all or nothing thinking. Success is measured as either a complete win or a complete failure. The problem with such an all or nothing mindset is that it doesn't allow for even the slightest slip ups. Once you mess up, it's easy to get discouraged and give up entirely. This is a big reason why so many people abandon their resolutions by February. An all or nothing mindset can also be the result of self-sabotage. Without realizing it, many of us may believe that we're under-deserving of success. This means that we're constantly battling with ourselves as we subconsciously engage in behaviors that actively make achieving our goals harder. (laughs) Crazy, right? And this can look like procrastinating, negative self-talk, or difficulty creating and maintaining boundaries. Okay, so let's look at the overly ambitious mindset, right? In the excitement of the new year, it's easy to set goals that are overly ambitious and don't fit into your daily life. We want to work out more, but we don't we literally don't have time to get to the gym five days a week for two hours. Creating a resolution that is too far removed from our current reality, is a recipe for failure. In order for our goals to stick, the shift from where we are currently to our idealized endpoint needs to be doable, gradual, and sustainable. Thinking smaller may not feel as inspiring in the long term, but it can certainly lead to more inspiring results. Okay, next let's look at um, the emphasis on achieving goals versus building habits. New Year's resolutions often fail because they focus on the end goal. It's like, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to run a 5K. I want to be able to bench 200 pounds rather than the process you need to take to reach your goal. When we just focus on the goal, we create a narrow focus in pursuit of achieving a single goal. Now, when we focus on the process, we develop a healthy set of habits to eventually achieve the goal, right? I want to lose 10 pounds. Um, Instead of focusing on the goal, focusing on what we need to do to achieve the goal, okay? A goal-oriented perspective can be motivating for some, right? There's nothing wrong with goals. I love them. But it can be too black and white for others, right? Even if you make great progress towards your goal and say you say, I want to lose 10 pounds and you only lose 8 pounds, you think you have failed, 
right? Because you haven't achieved it 100%. Habits, on the other hand, focus more on the journey than the end result. So what did I do to lose those eight pounds? Was I eating more vegetables? Was I walking more? Was I increasing my protein? Was I um, swapping out carbs for like more processed carbs for um, like sweet potatoes um, or plantain chips? Those are the ones I love. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you're, you're looking at what am I doing what are these daily habits I'm doing to reach my goal versus just the end result? Because we could all lose 10 pounds if we starve ourselves, right? <laughs> it's totally doable. But is that sustainable? And is that creating a healthy habit for you? Okay, let's look at a lack of relevance to your lifestyle. Another reason so many New Year's resolutions fail is they are tied to what we think we want rather than who we really are. For example, we think we want to lose 20 pounds, but we have a hard time working out. And most diets, diets you have tried, you have just gained the weight back. Like you lose the weight and then you gain it back. So instead of your goal being, I want to lose 20 pounds, maybe you shift it to trying one new healthy recipe a week, right? This is totally doable and something that fits into your lifestyle since you already cook dinner most nights out of the week. Your lifestyle also has to, sorry, also has a big impact on the likelihood of sticking to a New Year's resolution, right? So for example, imagine that you set a goal to be in bed by 9 p.m., getting up at 6 a.m. every day. However, your partner works night shifts every other week. This goal doesn't take into account the fact that half the year, you'd barely see your partner, right? So this could potentially put strain on your relationship and make it unlikely that you're going to stick to your resolution long-term. So if your approach to New Year's resolutions has failed, how can we make one that we can actually keep? Okay, so if you want to make some 2023 goals that you're going to see through to the end of the year, you can use the following to help support you. Number one, create a New Year's intention. Now, I love the idea of intentions. From the yoga perspective, an intention is a thought that you think about but may stray away from time to time, and then you come back to it, and it's just fine. It's totally fine. For instance, if you set an intention for a yoga practice to be non-judgmental towards yourself, you may think about this and practice it during the beginning of the class, but then your mind starts to wander and you notice yourself judging yourself for your warrior too. Like this isn't right. You need to be deeper into the posture. And then you start to notice this, right? You know, it's like, oh, I'm starting to judge myself. And you simply remind yourself of your intention to be non-judgmental, and you let the judgment go right? You don't fail at your intention because you forgot about it for 10 minutes or even for the rest of the class. It is an intention is always something you can come back to no matter what, 
no matter what, you can come back to it. So I propose you approach your New Year's resolution as a New Year's intention, right? Create an intention to eat more veggies. Hmm, that's a good idea. You can do it for a couple of weeks, and then over the weekend, you notice that you didn't eat any veggies. That's okay. You haven't failed. You just plan on having veggies at your next meal, right? It gets us out of that all or nothing mindset, right? This allows you to not have to be perfect, which let's face it, we are humans and therefore we are not perfect. Even our computers have glitches, right? They are not perfect either. Our phones have glitches. Our apps have glitches. They are not perfect. Neither are we, and that's okay. Number two, focus on improving what you're already doing. So reflect on what went well in 2022, like what year are we in, and decide how you'd like to improve on it. By creating your intention around your past experiences, you have a better sense of what your benchmarks and and goals should be. This helps you create a goal that is specific, measurable, and aligned with who you are. Let's say that you currently get 5,000 steps in a day and you would like to move more. Like, ah, I'm already moving, but I would like to move more. And so you increase your step goal to 7,000 steps a day, right? I'm already getting 5K in. I'm just going to increase it 2,000 steps. Let's say you would like to get to bed earlier and you currently go to bed around midnight and get up no later than 6 a.m. Instead of striving for those eight hours of sleep and being in bed by 10, your goal is to get to bed by 11 or 11.30 every night, right? We're just taking those small steps and adding to what we're already doing. Okay, number three, make sure your goals are aligned with who you are. Ultimately, you're only going to be more successful with your goals if they're aligned with who you are and what truly brings you joy. Now, this may sound obvious, but it's easy to choose resolutions because it sounds like the right thing to do or everyone else is doing it without really a thought of whether it's right for you. Now, to avoid this from happening, take some time to reflect on these questions and you can journal about them. You can just think about them, but write it down. Like as far as like what, number one, what really motivates you? Okay. What motivates you? Number two, what brings you the most joy in your life? Right. If the idea of going to the gym an hour every day does not bring you joy, maybe that shouldn't be the way you move your body more. Maybe if yoga brings you joy, then that's how you move your body more, right? Or Pilates or running or walking or swimming or biking or golfing. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Whatever it is for you. (laughs) What brings you the most joy in your life? Okay. Number three, have you had trouble sticking to resolutions in the past? If so, what made you give up on them? Was it, did you have too much of an all or nothing? Was it too high of a goal? Was it um, like too much weight and too little time? What was it, right? 
And finally, what was your greatest accomplishment last year and why? Okay. Once you've answered these questions, it, it'll be easier to work out how you want to grow in this coming year. From here, you can create a goal that is aligned with your life priorities, right? I know my goals have shifted and changed as my life has shifted and changed, right? My goals are completely different from when I was a single person versus when I'm married and have a child, right? Goals and priorities are completely different. Okay, number four, celebrate the small victories. This is so important, my friends. Celebrating small wins can give you the motivation you need to stick to your goal for the long term. Now, our brains are hardwired to react positively to rewards. Each time we're rewarded for performing a certain behavior, then the brain releases some dopamine, which is a feel-good neurotransmitter. And it makes us associate that behavior with a positive feeling. So. If you overeat or if you, let's just say, let's just say you eat a cookie, right? You eat a cookie, you get a dopamine hit and your brain is like, eat that cookie again. So when we reward ourselves, I suggest not with food, but we reward ourselves in one way or other. It could be positive self-talk. It could be um, a movie. It could be a manicure, pedicure. It could be like non-monetary rewards, it could be monetary rewards, whatever works for you. Um, we reward ourselves and we get that neurotransmitter, or sorry, the, the dopamine hit, which is the feel-good neurotransmitter. And this encourages us to keep doing what we're doing. Okay. So rewarding yourself for reaching small milestones doesn't just make it more likely that you'll achieve your goal. It also makes the process much more enjoyable, right? So before you decide whether or not to make a new year's intention, take some time to decide what would serve you. What would be, what would you be able to be successful at? And how would that fit into your life? Let go of the all or nothing mindset that we usually use to create our goals and choose something small that will help you improve your life little by little throughout the year. Because guarantee by the end of the year, if you're still walking those extra 2K steps a day, you are going to see improvements in your life, whether it's more energy, whether it is weight loss, whether it is just mental clarity, right? There will be some improvement there. And remember that we are here for a marathon, not a sprint, right? We're not sprinting to the end of January, trying to lose 10 pounds just to gain it back in February, okay? Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. If you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher in our search results and therefore we can reach and help more people. I'd greatly appreciate it. And join me for my next next episode where I share with you how to kick your soda habit or any other habit for that fact. Okay, until next time, friends. Bye.